Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to How to Cope. Every episode, writer Becky Howard, that's me, and my friend psychotherapist Lucy Clyde will be talking about how we can look after our mental health during the coronavirus crisis and beyond. Because whatever type of pandemic you're having, lockdown with your family or on your own, with kids or without, it's hard on all of us. So let's try and get through it the best way we can by talking. This time, we're talking about how to cope with being a much worse parent than normal, crappy pandemic parenting. I think there is definitely uh, something in this universal experience of um, all rules being off when it comes to parenting at the moment. Um, And this is a very specific, isn't it, experience for people during the pandemic who are locked down with dependent kids. Yes. Um, And it's actually interesting, don't you think? It's one of the biggest divides that's opened up um during this um last couple of months that really dictates what kind of pandemic you're having whether you are at home with kids or whether you are at home on your own or with the partner but no you know dependent small people running around and it is literally the dividing line isn't it it's one that is for sure it's a big one I, you know and also the thing about whether you are trying to hold down a job or not while looking after the kids so there's a dividing line within a dividing line you know and how many people in your household are working and you know are you are you on your own are you co-parenting it's but yes the the big one is do you or don't you have dependent children and it's it's a very particular experience but I think one that a huge amount of people are experiencing and having to weather and try and find a way through absolutely yeah 100 percent um and what has been seems to be quite a universal um experience that we are hearing and experiencing ourselves is that we those of us who are trying to be parents trying to be parents we are parents but let's be honest it's a little bit of a uh a little bit of a fiction that we've created isn't it these these roles I think you um, just said it all back you trying to be yeah, parents yeah we are trying <laughs> today I'm playing the part of mother uh, <laughs> is that actually I don't know if I've spoken or heard of anyone that thinks they are absolutely crushing it right now who thinks they are being their best self as a parent. Um, I think most people are feeling that they are doing a lot worse than normal. Um, 
because of the pressure that you're under. Yeah. That, you know, these multiple pressures that are coming at you from all angles and stresses. Yeah. Um, and everyone's feeling a little bit depleted that, oh, my God, I am actually, I thought I was all right at this, but actually I'm not. I'm absolutely crap. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think there's a lot of that around. I think that people are really, really, really uh, feeling very tested by this experience. And I think it sort of boils down to this, the, the, you know, trying to be in several places at once and manage multiple needs. But yes, it seems to be that lots of people are saying that their parenting is falling apart a bit. Uh, and maybe they're falling apart in the process as well. Yeah, I think it's a lot, a lot of pressure. Um, I think my example, I feel like I've got a very, um, my example of how it all started and how it all is now, it feels very apposite because I remember we went into lockdown the week before um, the rest of the country did um, because obviously there was a very serious cough in the house so we couldn't go out. <laughs> uh, and I remember the first day of trying to homeschool my daughters, they were well up for it. They got dressed in their school uniforms as if they were going to real school. They listened to me. Um, they called me Miss. Um, wow. They were. They even tried to find um, a, a YouTube um, sound of a bell to replicate the end of lesson sound, and it was all. Everyone was all happy and really into it. Now by Wednesday, it was tears and crying, and I don't want to do this, and I'm bored. And Jesus Christ, that was only that was two months ago. Oh so my. the state of it now <laughs> is is like pulling teeth. Um, isn't it and and I think people that we have chatted to and spoken to and you know been hearing is finding that there is no structure isn't there no you're trying to but but the structure's not working. But I think that's the thing isn't it we're having to try and impose a structure that's completely artificial and I think a lot of uh, one of the things I'm, I'm hearing as well is that there's this this sense of pressure that parents are feeling that they have to somehow replicate what was so this idea that you have to draw up a school timetable or a full timetable that's represent you know that's as detailed and as involved as a school timetable would be and as regimented and that meal times stay the same and that everything stays the same and god almighty that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself and I think, you know, lots of people just try to import the world as it was into the world as it is. And it's Mm. not working. It's just not working because we don't have the routines. We don't have the structures that to hold us and support us in doing that. And, you know, when you try and do that, everything falls apart because you can't sustain it. And that's the thing, isn't it? I think it's those whether we are those sort of people who love routine and structure or don't. We had one that existed whether that was our kids going to school, our kids going to nursery or childcare, whatever it was that allowed us to then parent in those gaps in between and do what we needed to do. Now we have to parent all the flipping time <laughs> and the cracks have been horribly exposed. Yeah. Um, and people are losing it. I've, I've lost it so many times with my yeah. kids in a way that does not make me feel good. Um, and I feel... Like I, you know, I think in, you know, everyone's bleaker moments, you feel like you're doing a really shit job. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people do feel like they're doing a really shit job. And I think they feel like they're doing a really shit job because they're constantly comparing it to the job they did before. And yes. you know, that's because that's our only frame of reference, right? That's all we've got to go on is, well, I used to get up at seven o'clock and the kids and everything, everything was out the house by 830 and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And 
you know, trying to get children to do stuff they don't absolutely have to do or that doesn't have a supportive structure around it is impossible. Well, maybe not impossible. Maybe there are some kids out there who are still doing it, but I don't know. I'm hearing an awful lot of deeply non-cooperative kids. And, you know, how do you... They're not stupid, right? They know everything's changed. So why are we trying Mm. to pretend? You know, (laughs) what are we doing? It's like gaslighting our own kids. You know, why are we trying to... Yeah, what are you doing? Pretending that you don't have to, you know, we've got to do school. It's the law. They know full well what's going on and they probably are taking advantage and they're probably hating it at some points, really missing their friends at some points, missing the structure themselves. And there are moments where they're loving it because, you know, their parents are letting a lot of things slide and the gaps are being filled up with screen time and that probably works quite well for them and they're probably eating biscuits all day as well yeah so that that (laughs) is so true because they're they're exactly like us you know they're finding parts of this tremendously hard work and then parts of it are like a little bit of a holiday from real life in certain ways but and the screen time is definitely something that seems to be every single child seems to have multiplied their screen time use by at least I don't know 400 percent you know very the, least. I think it's yeah. very very favorable estimate yeah isn't well yeah I'm being conservative aren't I yeah because you know if they're you know most lessons if any schools are doing them are happening online and even if they're not you know they're, they're having to entertain themselves a lot more yeah. so whatever your position on screen time I think parental guilt over what we what suddenly has become okay yeah. is just astonishing, isn't it? Like, yeah. whatever your take on it, it's not your take anymore, is it? No, no, no. Snacking between meals, anyone? Does anybody care about that anymore? Anybody caring about snack time? Do you, do you, well, do you care no. about cupboard well, rating? I've where given does up. This all end? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> ah okay that's the other that's the other hole we fall into right yeah nicely nicely said because like there are two holes I think we're falling into one is like but it should be the way it was uh forget about it it can't be it's things are the way it, they the way they are now and that's all any of us have got to go on so we might as well embrace that and you know the other one is where will it all end so there's this terribly panicky mm. idea with parents that you if you let one tiny thing slide then you are somehow at the thin end of a wedge that's going to end up with your children uh, having a custodial sentence or whatever <laughs> whatever catastrophe it is you have in mind and you know, uh, it doesn't have to be that way you know it will end because things will change and routines and structures will come back in some form. They may not be what they were, but we will just have to adapt to what they are. But, you know, it will it will end. And they're not stupid. You know, like I said, they're not stupid. They know this. They, they know. Do. They know. And also kids quite like structure and they quite like boundaries and they quite need it. So, you know, they will probably it will they'll have a horrible period of readjustment. And then I think they'll probably be quite relieved, actually. What, when they're back, when they're back in When things run with a steadier rhythm and they aren't stuck at home with parents who are sweating through the pressures and losing it intermittently, mm. they will really benefit from a slightly more routine, easier, everyone knowing what the score is situation. I think you made a really good point then, which is um, that this has made us, so many of us, have to abandon who we thought we were as parents right because you know anyone 
anyone who's been a parent for longer than about three minutes knows that there is no one way of doing this. No. And to think that there is a correct way and a wrong way is just on a highway to disaster. So we all kind of get into our groove of what we do. Yeah. And certain families are more lenient in some ways and some ways more strict. But this has forced us to basically question and sacrifice any of the kind of identities we had as parents. And I have found myself like, letting things slide or letting things happen that I I before would have been going oh my god no no no, I can't do that that's not what I do Mm. and it makes you doubt yourself and like you said then think shit where does this end does this end with children who cannot communicate other than through Roblox or on a screen like you know what what is it and you can't help but in your darker moments you cannot help but catastrophize can you no, you can't. And I think that's really understandable because at the base of this, at the heart of this, right, is the fact that actually, you you know, you love your children very daily, as, as irritating as they may be at times. Uh, I, you know, stick that in. Uh, but you do kind of love them and you do ultimately want the best for them. And you kind of, you know, you do, you work your absolute hardest to make sure they are as well cared for as they possibly can. And, you know, we get lots of conflicting messages about what caring for children well looks like. And a lot of it is about the kind of behaviour, you know, it's kind of what we do as parents it's how we you know the rules it's about regular meal times and restrictions around screen times and you know all of that kind of good stuff but actually and that's all fine that's all fine but I wonder perhaps if there isn't an opportunity in all of this that routine has completely crumbled <laughs> we're all losing our minds a little bit and I wonder if perhaps there's an opportunity to rethink a little bit about how we feel about parenting or how we do parenting and less about what we do and more about how we are so what about our relationship with our kids what about the, the what about quality over you know rules and regulations and structure you know maybe maybe that's where we need to be thinking right now so what how would that like describe that as an example because you know we're all hearing about like quality this and and but you know I need to kind of visualize what that looks like okay so I think it's basically about I I think the bottom line is about is about what you're trying to create which is to create a a sense of safety and security in the maelstrom that we are living in and obviously kids are really really sensitive they're you know you can't really pull the wool over their eyes nor should you really want to I don't suppose but uh you know and what they probably need uh from us is a sense that they are safe and that they are loved and that things are kind of okay and what we can't do that now with routine and with structure and behavior and but we probably can do that with the way we relate to them so we can let them know that they are valued. We can mm. let them know that they are heard. We can give them a little bit of choice and agency over their days. Uh, you know, we can we can build in sort of moments of quality time with them, which maybe they have chosen. So, like, they get to do what more Roblox? <laughs> no, it's probably, no, not on their own. Like, you know, <laughs> sorry, well, maybe maybe they do. Maybe we just let them to all the Roblox while we go and have a few deep breaths and if that's what you need to do I think that's probably fine but I think there's just something about the quality of relating with your kids and trying and not relating with them through this kind of manic prism of anxiety and having to do everything all the time because they'll pick up on that you know maybe there's something about slowing things down about being a bit liberated from the routine you know it's hard but there will be moments where we can we can hold that and be with about, them in a nice way. What about the, the 
the difficulty in achieving that is mm. often felt because when you are surrounded by people all the time, mm. you know, that whole familiarity can be breed contempt. Mm -hmm. And you can either be more snappy or more intolerant or more frustrated by things that might not have wound you up so much before. Um, and whether you are trying to do your job at the same time or whether you're just trying to homeschool and, and failing catastrophically, um, catastrophically, sorry, um, our patience is not at full strength, is it? No. So trying no. to achieve these kind of nice moments actually can sometimes feel like more of a Dif more difficult than it used to oh yeah and it's not something to to add to the to-do list but it's just about maybe thinking about what we can let go you know what's absolutely essential what really really matters today not what will matter in a week's time or what will matter in a month's time so not scrolling forward because we don't know what's going to happen and we can't control it so instead of worrying that they might turn into grown-ups you can only communicate through a screen and you know <laughs> haven't left their bedroom in 10 years <laughs> It's and I've decided that, <laughs> hoping. you know, that, that living off crisps is in fact the way to go. So we don't we don't do that. Right. You, you, you catastrophize. But perhaps you go, oh, I think I'm really catastrophizing. What matters today? How do we get through today? Right. So I've got to from now till bedtime and the following things need to get done. So what's essential? What's optional? What battles do I really, really want to fight? What do I need to fight? Probably not as many as you might fear you do. If you let yourself off the I'm raising a highly dysfunctional adult right now hook. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's right. And I think in, in a way you have to reprogram yourself. Yeah. And, and we all have these behaviours, don't we? We all have these reactions that we sometimes, well, we know we don't even have to think about them. We just react in a certain way. Yeah. And our kids, everyone's kids can press their buttons our buttons oh, yeah. in in very special unique ways yeah and I've had to check myself so many times by because I react I get annoyed or I sort of give them a little kind of warning or ticking off about something and I do have to go is this really worth it is this really necessary right now because otherwise I am sitting there all day long getting annoyed yeah and that makes me annoyed that makes them feel fed up whereas actually you know, and when I've had a better days, it's because I've let things go. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. I just, I think, you know, that's the thing, as hard as it is to let those things go, because one of the things we're letting go is, of course, the things that we thought were keeping us all going as a family, you know, and that's really hard to, to let go of the things that we've actually been relying on to, to stay okay, or that we thought we were relying, that we thought was keeping mm. us okay. But the rules have completely changed. The world has completely changed, and we have to reinvent our own rules. And that, and we are going to have to let a lot of things go because we are living under extraordinary levels of pressure. And we are going to snap at our kids, and our kids are going to snap back. And the thing about that is, you know, if we go back to focusing on the relationship you have with the kids as opposed to what you actually get them to how compliant they are or aren't mm. you know if you focus on the quality of feeling between parent and child and between each child actually the, probably the best thing to do in that instance is apologize and say you know things are a bit weird at the moment aren't they yeah and I know you have feelings about that and I do too and sometimes the feelings I have about that just explode and I know they do for you too and I'm sorry if I scared you but it does mean slowing down and letting all the the routine and the relentless timetabling go and the things you thought were important is letting yeah. those things go yeah um because there are 
you know, while we are, you know, doing a shitter job in many ways, <laughs> there are moments when things aren't terrible. And that's that's what's weird about this, isn't it? Is that, you know, we can, you know, I'm, I'm sure nobody would ever say we want this state to go on. Um, we're all craving um, what we miss in the world. But having this forced upon us has actually made some nice things primarily with with kids um like you said it's that kind of slowing down and okay you might be a bit sick of everybody but I'm sure there's very few families that have spent this much time together yeah for such a prolonged period and you do get to know them yeah somebody told me the other day that it had, uh, uh, it had worked wonders for his relationship with his kids in what way what did he just say? the fact that he's been spending so much more time with them because you know he's working from home so he's having to change his working hours so he's around a bit more and you know it means people are eating together more and he just said you know it's 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 you know it's stressful but it has it has really really worked wonders it's changed things for the yeah. better and um, yeah other people said, I've heard um, someone says I actually get I've got to know them as people Wow. Because of, for that exact same thing, because obviously you're not just doing that critical time where you're like, get dressed, we need to go, yeah. and then you've got to pick them up or whatever it is. You've got all that time where it's a bit less frantic and you are discovering their personalities perhaps a bit more, whatever age they are, you know, whether they could be three or 16. Yeah. Um, so there are there are those benefits, aren't there? Yeah, I think so. What have you found is a real... What have you found you've enjoyed more about um, it? Well, there's got to be there's got to be the good points. There are there are definitely the good points, and I, I personally I'm not a mornings person. Um, I don't I don't like them at all, and I really don't like uh, uh, getting up early and doing that uh, pushing the boulder uphill thing of getting small people ready for school <laughs> and out of the door at times because it does to me often feel like pushing a boulder uphill, and you can start a working day feeling like you've already done half a working day, and I don't enjoy that particularly as you can probably tell from <laughs> my choice of words, and so I'm really yeah. enjoying not having to do that, and I'm really enjoying the fact that actually things are uh, less pressurized in the mornings, you know, and it it's so it, your win. Yes, it's and it's quite a big win for me, I have to say. I think we're probably a little better off for it for now anyway, while it lasts. I tell you the things that I've I that I've got I've got some I've got two wins, right? Yeah. Two parenting wins that have happened um due to this. One is my, my kids have discovered not discovered, been forced to learn how to do more chores. Ooh. Um so they are, you know, helping clean the house. Um they have learnt what cream cleaner is. Um, what you use it for in the bathroom um, you know they they've learned which way up a hoover goes you know these sorts of things that you know are actually really important I think you know yeah. that they kind of become self-sufficient adults um, and the other thing is that it's bloody brilliant is not having to take them to any extracurricular activities because that's for me that is honestly I, I hate that I absolutely hate it taking them to these pointless hobbies that they will never ever ever take into adulthood no very unlikely because it's supposed to be good for them yeah 
<laughs> because you as a parent feel pressurized to provide extracurricular yeah. stuff because that's what you're meant to be doing but what we're both talking about there is freedom from the tyranny of routine I don't want to do the mornings and you don't want to do the clubs you know we're both like hey yeah. you know unscheduled and that's that's you know there is a lot to be said for giving kids unscheduled time you know, yes. it's where they find themselves, it's where they find themselves, it's where they find their interests, it's where they find their creativity is being allowed to get a little bored and it thinks to be a bit unscheduled. It's not a bad thing, but it's just really hard for us to allow that to happen. I think so much of what we're struggling with as parents is often about our own hang ups about what a good parent should be or what a good parent looks like and not about maybe some other aspects of good parenting which are about just kind of maybe letting things go a bit and quality time and you know getting to know your kids as people as opposed to being their sergeant major the whole bloody time it's that aspect you've you've put you've got the nail on the head there I think this whole aspect of what we think we should be doing which is a little bit you know performative even if you're not putting it on social media even if you're not one of those horrific people that like you know humble brag constantly about what your child is doing we feel like oh we should we should take them to this thing because it's good for them we should round out their experience of whatever or learn an instrument or do this sport or whatever it is and when you when you're not able to do that or you don't have to take them anywhere it's a bit of a relief in a way isn't it and and I think we're all gonna that that aspect I think will be nice to take with us you know whatever type of parent we are that whole thing of what we have to do what we think we have to do isn't always what we need to do yeah I think that's a really really good point I think it's really true I think I mean I I do I think there's that thing about you know reflecting on what we you know what we think is really important and why why are we doing this to ourselves why are we doing this to all of us why are we driving ourselves so hard what is going on why when did that become necessary at what point in the last however many decades did parenting become an active verb yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't Our get that letter. Nobody asked yeah. me about that. Nobody said, What's your thoughts on parenting becoming an active love? I know what my answer would have been. I think it's a terrible bloody idea. You know, because it, the stuff that kids remember is about kids are entirely emotional right and what they remember is how they felt at the time that's what lays a memory down is whether you feel really good or you feel really bad those are the things that you remember um you know and that's what they they are they are emotional little things and they are all about feelings and you know they remember the quality Mm. not not the stuff so much they they probably will remember the stuff a bit but you know what they really hold on to what really helps them feel good and shapes them into being you know functioning adults is is how they feel and how crucially how they feel with their parents i think that is an absolutely lovely point in which to stop remembering that that's what's important isn't it it really is it really really is thank you so much lucy you're very welcome let's chat next time see you next time bye bye corona cuddle Corona cuddle (laughs) through the computer. (laughs) Big one. (laughs) Bye.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details